imagine two kids on a basketball team and they're both trying to get good at basketball. Yep. You know what I'm saying? The kid who only gets shots in during practice is not going to get as good That's so as true. the kid who shoots in his driveway before practice, shoots with you during practice, and then shoots in his driveway again after practice. Yeah. He has a one-up on you because he has a goal in his house. Yep. What's going on, everyone? Casey Adams here. Welcome back to the Rise of the Young podcast. So we have a very interesting guest today. He's actually been on the Rise of the Young podcast before. He was one of my first, I would say, like 20 interviews. We did it through Skype, and I'm super excited to bring back on the show Bugus. Thanks so much for coming on, brother. Bro, I appreciate you for having me. So number one, we're in LA now. We're on camera, as you can see. You were on the Rise of the Young podcast I would say beginning of 2018, and yep. I know that's something I want to bring up for all the viewers. You dropped your album six months ago, yep. and I would say to really kick it off, if, if people, let's say, haven't heard that show and they came across the Rise of the Young podcast more recently, I first want to just start off, you know, where are you from, and give people some context into what you're currently at along your music career, because okay. I've been following you for probably almost two years now, and it's been super cool to just see your growth, yeah. and I know you just got off tour, you did a whole Germany run, and yeah. You know, I, I want to talk to that maybe maybe young aspiring artist today. You know, I think with a lot of the interviews I've done, it's very unique to have you here because talking to a musician that's been on tour, you know, that's some of people's yeah. dreams. So I'm huge. Dream. That to, was my dream. Excited to have you on the show, brother. Thank you. Yeah, that was that's a huge dream because that was my dream for a long time. Okay. So to finally get your own headlining tour is like it's literally okay. a dream come true. Got it. But um, yeah, let's bring it back. Where are you from? from when did Atlanta, you start in music? From Atlanta, Georgia. I'm. Born in LA though. Okay. Um, I'm Nigerian, 100%. Um, I started doing music 2010. Okay. When I was 17 years old. So now um, I've been putting out music this whole decade from 2010, 11, 12. Yep. Basically, almost every year there's like either a mixtape or a whole bunch of songs I put out. Yeah. I've just been building up this whole decade, putting out stuff, putting out stuff. And uh, so then now I put out my latest album in April and uh, self titled album, Boogus. It's dope. Um, That's insane. So but, six months. Yeah, six months ago. But it spawned its own headlining tour, which is what we were just talking about, my first yeah. tour. So it was amazing. Uh, did four shows in Germany, Berlin, Stuttgart, um, Hamburg, and what's the first? Munich. Munich. Got Munich, it. Yeah. That's cool. So, so you said you started making music 20, uh, like 10 years ago, you said. Yeah, yeah. What diamond? I want to bring that up. Yeah. What was the inspiration for music? You know, I know you're from Atlanta, right? You, yeah, yeah, yeah. you and your good friend Russ. I'm sure in terms of that's how I found out who you are, right? I listen to Russ. I'm like, dude, Bugus is someone that has so much talent, and that's why I would love to talk to you. Number one, a year and a half Thank ago, you, but just to that. see the the evolution of you know with this album coming out, I think it's super cool to you have this ecosystem in Atlanta where you're from with yeah, yeah, all the yeah. success of yourself and your the people around you. You've been able to, you know, to, to see the journey of yourself, but also someone like Russ, right? So I, I want to bring it back to Atlanta. When you were in school, you you and Russ were like, yo, we should make a beat and like rap on the track. Just bring me back to like where music the started beginning. for you guys okay. and the beginning of the journey, because I think, yeah, especially on social media these days, I think this, the importance of this podcast is like people can kind of hear it from the ground up, right? Yeah, and, like because you see all the success and you see it the, at the things, end. yeah, you see it when yeah. it's like, wow, I couldn't do that, you know? What gives me the opportunity to do that? So to, yeah, yeah. to, to shed some light on like the beginning early journey in your music career. I'd love to hear about that. Yeah, so for me it was like, I got into music because I loved listening to music so much. I, I always say what inspires me most is great music. Like if you hear yeah. a whack song, it's like basketball. If, if you see Kobe play, that's just gonna make you wanna like 
It's like, damn, I know I can't do that yeah. just yet, but it makes you want to pick up a ball. Yep. If you see somebody who just bricks, you know, who's just yeah. whack at basketball, yep. it's not going to make you want to play. So yep. for me, it's like great music made me want to do music. So I, I was always playing basketball, football. I was playing two sports a year, every year from first to probably 11th grade. Okay. But then when I stopped doing that for a while, I had like this year where I was just trying to figure out what I wanted to do. So I tried boxing okay. for like three months. I was like, I liked it, but I was like, no, nah, I'm about to be fucking fighting for a living. Like, this yeah, is not yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Uh, then I tried MMA, mixed martial arts. Yep. That was cool. But once again, it was like, I can't do this for a living. Yeah. This is it's cool. Like you, you get a lot of energy that's pent up out, but yep. I can't, I, I don't want to try to make money doing this, like make a living doing this. So, um, so for that year when I was like 15 and I stopped playing football and basketball, I was just trying to figure out what I wanted to do, but I, music was always the backdrop of yeah. life, like always the soundtrack of my life. Totally. I love music so much. So um, then one day I come into school and uh, I read, Russ literally said he made it. Russ played me this beat and he was like, I mean, I was like, who made this? He's like, what the fuck did you And you guys were just like friends in high school, just to bring some context yeah, 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 yeah. to it, you we know? We were friends since middle school, eighth grade. Okay, eighth so, grade. So yeah, I met Russ in eighth grade and then we went to the same high school as well. Okay. So. Um, and y'all started Diamond together, correct? Yes. Okay. But that's, even that is later on in the story. Okay, you know we'll I mean? get like, to it. We met in the eighth, we started, when we started Diamond in 2011, I already known him for five years. Okay. So, and. Uh, so y'all just go back to high school, walking in, like the door, just homies in school. Literally. And then y'all start making music. Yeah, yeah. Russ okay. was the new kid in class. Okay. So I, w I went to, I already was from that middle school. And then he came in the eighth grade. So first day of school, this new kid comes in. Yeah. I'm just like, yo, who the fuck is this kid? <laughs> so I start <laughs> yeah. talking to him, messing with him. But uh, so basically we, um, in eighth grade, uh, that's when we met. So ninth grade, 10th grade, we played on the same basketball team. Okay. We had the same classes. So we always hung out and stuff like that. But then one day I'm sitting in lit in 10th grade, I think 10th or 11th grade, I'm sitting in class and this kid named Alex comes in and he plays a beat. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, what is this? He's like, well, I made this beat with Russ. And I was like, Russ who? Like, I was like, our Russ? Like Russ that we know? He's yeah. like, yeah, Russell. And then I was like, what? I was like, there's no way. So then, okay. um, then me and Russ have a class later that day. And I'm like, yo, I heard the beat. That shit is crazy. You know what I'm saying? I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm excited as fuck. I'm yep, like, yo, yep. this is dope. And then uh, he's just like, yeah, bro, I've been making beats. Me and Alex, we make beats. Da, da, da. So then after, after uh, school, no, the next day at lunch, I told this kid I knew who rapped, this yeah. kid named Joe. I told Joe, yo, look, Russ makes beats, da, da, da. And we all had the same lunch period, but everybody yeah. sat so spread out. Yep. So I, one day I was like, yo, you got to come meet Russ. So we go to the, we go to the lunch table. Yep. I take Joe over to the lunch table and uh, Russ just starts beating on the table and Joe starts rapping and I'm yeah. like, boom, perfect. That's so tight. then the, after school, uh, I'm like, Russ is like, you'll come to my house, bring Joe to the crib after school. So after school, I take Joe over to his house. And that, that was, that was really how I got into music. I, okay. I literally was just watching Russ and Joe and this other guy record okay. for like, like seeing it happen. four months. Yeah. You know, I was just helping take Joe. I would help take Joe get his haircut. Yeah, I would yeah. help take Joe to Russ's crib, which is the studio. I was just helping him. I wasn't even yeah. doing music yet. But then just seeing the process of how a song is made yep. and seeing uh, Russ and Joe work, it made me want to do music. Like it was infectious. Okay. And then and then what happened was I started just giving. I had things that I would write. And I just started giving him to giving it to Joe, yeah. giving it to him to rap. But he didn't, he didn't take all of it. Some stuff he would take, some yep. stuff he wouldn't take. That's tight. And then I was like, yo, fuck this. I want to say my own shit. Like, 
you you know you get to the point where the person's not saying it how you want them to say it yep. or da da da. da. So it's like I, I want to say it myself. No, that's cool. So uh, then that's no. I, I want to say is you said great music is like an inspiration for you because we were my buddy Charlie Walk. He was just on the podcast. He says good is the enemy of great, and yeah. you said that and opened it up with like great music. How yeah. it's like that is the backbone of like a lot of like music is one of those things in every person's life is important to them, right? When you hear absolutely. great music, you gravitate yeah, towards yeah, it. Absolutely. So like early on, because I know like importance of mindset to you and someone like Russ, like your come up and everything you guys are doing together, there's a state of like mind you need to be in to really believe in what you're doing. And I, and I want to sort of bring it back, but also kind of looking back, looking along your journey. Yeah. When you guys first started, like, did you have these dreams and aspirations? Because I think sometimes maybe there's someone watching, they're young and they're asking themselves like, you know, I don't really know what I want to do, but what I'm doing now, it's music, it's sports. Like, let me just do this. Like, what was the mentality yeah. back then in high school? You guys in are making music in the basement because obviously like the, the growth of you has just been immense. So what did that look like back then? You know, you guys are creating music. Like, what was the inspiration back then to back, continue okay, to do it? I'll say back then what it looked like was pure passion. Okay. Just pure love for what we were doing like get out of school at 4 p.m yep at russ's house till nine you know what i mean like yeah out five hours before i even go to my house so imagine yep. going to school at 7 a.m and you don't walk in the house again till nine yeah that's what was happening senior year so that's no, so no, senior year of high school senior year of high okay school. yeah okay that's pretty much what happened today's episode of rise of the young is brought to you by skillshare Skillshare is an online learning community with thousands of amazing classes covering dozens of creative and entrepreneurial skills. You can take classes in everything from photography and creative writing to design, productivity, and more. So whether you're returning to a longtime passion project, challenging yourself to get outside your comfort zone, or simply exploring something new, Skillshare has classes for you. One of the most exciting classes that I'm excited to be a part of is their productivity class with Evernote, helping you use that app effectively. So there's dozens and dozens of different classes you can take. For me, I'm excited for the productivity one because, you know, everyone can be more effective and productive in their work. So that being said, join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for my listeners. Get two months free. That's right, Skillshare is offering Rise of the Young listeners two months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free. To sign up, go to Skillshare.com slash Rise of the Young. Again, go to Skillshare.com slash Rise of the Young to start your two free months now. That's Skillshare.com slash Rise of the Young. Now, let's get back into the show. How, how often were you putting out songs then? Like, as oh, in terms in of a collective school? group, like the the three of y'all, or who was it? It was just two of y'all. Like, is everyone just putting out songs every once a week, once a month? Like, no, what does that look no. like? Back then, there was no real, uh, there was no real formula. Okay. There was no real plan or anything. We were just if we made a song and it'd be on YouTube and out. Yeah. The the day we finished it, okay. you know what I'm saying? Like, it was like let's go to after school. Let's say we make a song from four to seven. Yeah. It'd be on YouTube at eight p.m. And okay. we're sharing the link to people on Facebook all night. You know yep. what I'm saying? Like, right when we make it, we drop it. Yeah. That was what it was back then. Okay. But, you know, it was uh, it was dope. The mindset was just, it was just pure passion. It was like, we weren't even thinking so much about, there was no thought about the future. Yeah, yeah. We were just in the moment. In the moment. There was literally no... Like doing, executing. Yeah, it was just having fun. And for yeah. me, it was so brand new. I didn't even have expectations. Yeah. It was so brand new. I was just loving doing it. It's, yeah. like, it's like picking up something for the first time. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. I'm not even thinking about what this could be and all this. Yeah. I'm having so much fun playing with this new toy. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes, like, yes. I just got this. This is dope. Yep, you know yep. what I'm saying? So that's all it was. It's like, I was just in the studio with Russ a lot. 
And then I was watching other people rap and watching other people make songs, and it just made me want to make songs. Gotcha. So then so what was, I got what, my own studio. Okay. And I wanted to say off that, Diamond, talk to people about that, what it is, why you guys decided to start it, and more yeah. so like the purpose behind it. Because okay, I know that's so, like, it's incorporated into everything you do, yeah. what Russ does, and it's like the like a backbone for branding and all these different things, yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. like, what was the inspiration for it, and like the whole meaning behind it when you started the it? The inspiration, for me, like the inspiration was growing up watching uh, Cash Money, Okay. Uh, uh, Bad Boy, Rockefeller, uh, No Limit Records, just growing up and watching other people that's why I believe this. This is one thing I believe. I believe who your mentors are and who you look up to is super important. Yep. I believe that because the only reason why I came into the music game with a record label is because all the artists that I fucked with as a kid that I looked up to had labels. Yep. I, I like Jay-Z. He had his own label. Yep. I like Lil Wayne. He had Young Money. Yep. I liked, uh, I liked uh, Diddy and Mace. Yep. They had Bad Boy. So it's like... I just, it was second nature. When I started rapping, have my own label. It yeah, was, like, yeah, I, yeah. I would have felt incomplete if I didn't have yep. it. You know what I'm saying? It's like going out, it's like going out without your shoes on. Yeah, For yeah. me, it's like I knew I had to have my own label. Coming into the game, that was my mindset okay. because of who I was idolizing. Yep. So it's important who yeah, you Yeah, you started the to. game. You started yeah, the greats. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I, not, even if I wasn't even trying to study them, that's just who had... That's just who I admired in a yeah. sense. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't even studying them yet. Yep. I was just amazed by them. And... It was just common sense to me to like, oh, Wayne has young money. I got to yep. have, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, and I, I know you've told me before, but what does diamond stand for, for everyone wondering? Do it every day, music or nothing. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. And, and then, because with that being said, like, that phrase, was it something, because like, in terms of brand, I wanted, I wanted to kind of pivot over to there, right? You have the brand, you have the logo, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. Where did that come from in terms of like, have you guys, obviously when you're creating a brand and creating a movement in terms of like the marketing and the ideas that came with like, okay, let's start this record label, start this business, have the yeah. logo, have the name, have the purpose of the name. Like yeah. these are some things that maybe a young entrepreneur watching, they're like, okay, like what is, what's the step one to do that? I, I want to sort of touch on that because people might say, okay, like what does it take to start a label? How did yeah, you go yeah. about that? You know, there's a 17 year old that's an aspiring that's musician, home, you know, yeah, like absolutely. what would you say to that young person or anyone that's saying, okay, like starting their first company or brand or label, yeah. just give us some context on that. Okay, so you, you asked a couple questions, so I'll, I'll take yeah. one at a time. Uh, first you said, why did we do it? One, it was what we were inspired by, but then two, we also wanted to have our own website where we could put all our own music. Yep. So we needed to have our own, kind of like our own digital headquarters. Yep. You know, we didn't want to be like, there was a time where for like a year or two, I was just sharing all my Lime links. Like you, you make, you, you, I don't know if you remember, there was a time where there was something called Bandcamp. I don't think I've heard of it. Okay, Bandcamp, it was a place, and then there was Lime links. It was online stuff where you could upload your music, they give you a link, you could share it. Yep. So I was just, all my music was on Bandcamp, and I'm just spamming people's Facebook page all day okay. on Bandcamp links. But then it got to a point where it's like, yo, if Twitter shuts down, if MySpace shuts down, if Facebook shuts down, yeah. we're fucked. We need our own platform. Platform, you know what I'm saying? We, have, we need to have our own digital headquarters. Like we have yep. people have to have a place to come. So that was the inspiration behind the website. And then the way, uh, then the logo. We were working with this guy at the time, and um, me and him would always just talk about ideas. I, I told him what the idea, I told him what the name was, what it yep. meant, and he just sent a few different options, and I didn't like a few of them, but then I picked the one that we ended up yeah. going with, and then. Um, how we actually started like the label on paper, like getting yeah. the trademarks and da 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 da. It's just I went on legalzoom.com. Yep. That's why I say Google is your best friend. Yeah. Like, I don't, I'm not I'm not a mega genius, none of that shit. 
if you literally just want something bad yep. enough, like utilize the resources. Eight nine years ago, I figured out how to put my music on iTunes. Yeah. I Googled how do I put my music on yeah. iTunes, and yep. then one website came up and it said TuneCore.com. Yep. I clicked on it and I saw what it said and I was like, okay, let's try. What, like, what's the worst that could happen? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's tight. I I, I sent my song yep. a week later. It was on iTunes and I was freaking the fuck out. Yeah, yeah, that's tight. I couldn't believe this shit. Okay. So you know. I basically just Googled up how to how to start a company, how to do yeah, this, yeah, how to no, do that. You're resourceful, you know? So, yeah, yeah, I just yeah. used I just used Google and LegalZoom popped up. Okay. So they helped me form the LLC. Yep. And they helped me trademark the logo. Yep. And that no, was tight. I just wanted to make sure we touch on that because I think that yeah. LegalZoom.com are those resources that yeah, you utilize. Yeah, yeah. People, this may be their first time seeing everything like this, right? Yeah, yeah. So real quick, to, to kind of bring it forward, you just got off tour. Let's talk about that. Like, what has it been Fast like to, yeah, like I, I want to sort of bounce back and forth. I think it's yeah, super yeah. cool to just, you know, bring people back to where it's beginning, but also give them some sense. Like I've been following you on Instagram, seeing your stories. You have crowds going wild all over the world. And like, what does that mean to you? Because I, I think everyone has a deeper purpose. You know, when you're walking on stage, like what does having a tour, having these fans, having people listen to your music all over the world and being able to see that in person, like not many people get to experience that type yeah, of lifestyle. Yeah. So for you, what has that been like? Just it's, give us some insight. For me personally, I'm like an introspective person. So for me, that's been super empowering. Like it's, to me, it's empowering to see my impact on the world. You know yep. what I'm saying? Yep. I, and, and I mean that in the most humble way possible. It's like, I watched our YouTube channel go from zero views to 300 million. Yeah. I watched so many things cuz I I feel empowered because I know it was at zero and that yeah. this number that you see now the what caused that is the person in the middle. So it's like, "Oh shit, I took this shit from we took this shit from zero to a million views. We took it yeah. from zero to 10 million." You know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. so it's an empowering feeling when you see your work actually manifest into something yep. it's like oh shit i did you know what i'm saying it's yeah, like yeah. oh you makes you want to do more yep. it doesn't like seeing seeing the things that i've accomplished it makes me want to do more stuff because it makes me believe in my ability to do shit yeah so it's like oh shit i know i could now that i know i could do that let's do that all yeah. day let's yeah. keep doing that you know yeah. what i'm saying it's like so it just it's, it's a super empowering no, thing it, it, turns it, doesn't, real. it doesn't get to my head i don't like having people at your shows in other states and other countries that that doesn't really get to my head. It what it, what I love about it, it just lets me know that I can do cool shit yeah. if I really really try. I love hard. it. And yeah. I want to talk about books and self education because like there's a mindset there that if people are watching this, you know, and it's something that it's it's all a mental game, right? Everything you're creating, everything you're doing, everything yeah, every idea absolutely. you've had or had about a song or a label or a logo or a brand or whatever, it's it comes from the mentality. And absolutely. I know we were talking about what books you're reading and all yeah. that sort of stuff, but like. What do you think from the education perspective or the books you're reading? Maybe give us some top books that you've read, but also like what you've taken away from all these people, whether there's mentors or authors, because like I said, it's a mindset thing. So talk to us more about like, where does that mind co mindset come from for okay, you? Okay, so um, my freshman year of college, I was 18 and I read this book called The Magic Ladder of Success by Napoleon Hill. Yep. This shit was so good. I remember opening it up and I was like, I'm about to just read this a little bit before class, whatever. Yeah. So I was reading it a little bit, and then it was so good, I kept on reading and I missed class. And then I was like, fuck <laughs> this, I'm not going to any of my, this book was so good, I, I, didn't <laughs> yeah. go, I missed all, a whole day worth of classes just to read this book. Okay, what is it called again? The Magic Ladder of Success. I have not read that, so for by, everyone... by Napoleon Hill. Okay, continue, sorry. But the reason why it resonated so strongly with me is because I was already doing so many of the things yeah. that, I, he t that he was talking about. Yeah. So when I read it, I was like, and it was the first time I had ever read a book 
where I felt like it was speaking to me. Okay. It was talking about mastermind and working with someone and how you guys could do it. And I was like, oh shit, we're already doing it. I was like, yeah, yo, yeah. I, the second I finished that book, I, I didn't even finish. I was like halfway through, I called Russ. Russ was at a different college at the time. Okay. Um, I went to I went to Morehouse in Atlanta. He was at Valdosta in like Southern Georgia, like a five hour drive. Okay. So I call him, I'm like, bro, I don't know where the fuck they have bookstores out there. I hope yeah. they even have bookstores. Yeah. You have to go get this book right now. Yeah. Like drop everything. Okay. So he went and got the book and he read it and then we were just talking about it and he was his mind was blown the same way my mind was blown. Yep. But it, it hit so strongly because we were already doing things that were in that book. Yeah. So when I read it, I was it like, it was confirmation. It was, it was confirmation. So that book changed my life. That book was like Okay. Till today. I've read a lot of other great books, but till today, to me, the first the first self help book I ever read is the best one. Okay. And, wow. Yeah, and 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 the reason why I even went to the store and picked up that book was because it's like you said when you're trying to be be resourceful. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's like the book is called The Magic Ladder to Success. I only yeah. picked up that book because I was trying to learn how to be successful. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like yeah. I was like. And you're aware of that. Yeah. It was like, how do I? I need help. Who knows how to do this shit? Yeah. So I go to Barnes and Nobles. Yeah, I went to the bookstore and the book was called "The Magic Ladder to Success." Yep. You know what I'm saying? Sounds like good. That's a good. So title. I picked that shit up, bro. Yeah. Greatest book I've ever read in my life, that's, for sure. That's amazing, man. Do you think? Because, for example, I, I, I do want to bring it back to college because there's a lot of people that maybe they're in high school. They're saying, "Okay, let me go to college because I, I believe this is my path." For me, I didn't go to college. I moved from Virginia to Arizona right out of high school, and like yeah. everyone understands and figures out their path but what would you say for someone that went to college and like experienced that or maybe like I said there's a young person watching how how is college beneficial to you what did you take away from it and what would you recommend in terms of as an artist to someone watching that doesn't know if that's the right move or not yeah well what I'll say is this um everybody's situation is different yep so you should no matter what you advice you take from somebody, you should ultimately make a decision for yourself. Yep. So, um, you know, if you want to be a dentist and the path to your goal has to go through college and you got to go through college. Yep. But for some people, if what you want to do doesn't require college and maybe you don't need to go to college, mm -hmm. college is not going to make sure that you become a success. You know what I'm saying? Yep. It's not going to like, it can't guarantee your success, yep. but also college is not going to guarantee your failure either. You know yep. what I'm saying? Like yep. spending a few years in college doesn't mean you're not going to make it. Yeah. And then not going to college doesn't mean you're not going you know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, it's all depends on what you want to do. If you want to be an attorney, you got to go to college. Yep. You want to be a surgeon, you got to go to college. You want to go to the NBA, you probably don't got to go to college. Yeah. Just be great at yeah. basketball. Yeah. So it's like, I think to each his own, you know what I'm saying? Totally. Like, there's no, there's no, there's no uh, one size fits all for yep. success. It's like, figure it out um, however your situation calls for yeah. it. You know what I'm saying? I got so, you. But for me, what I got out of college was I met cool people in college. I, um, I got to literally grow up a little bit too, yep. because, you know, a lot of the times why you see artists get washed up by the music industry so fast. Somebody's popping at 19 by 25, they're broke, yeah. and they're out of it. Is because they put you in a grown man situation when you're a child. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like you're 20 years old dealing with millions of dollars, attorneys, yeah. contracts. You're a fucking child in a grown man's seat. Yeah. So a lot of times college it gives you time to mature. Yep. You know so. If you, like, the 20-year-old you is not going to make this, the 25-year-old you is not going to make the same decisions as the 20-year-old you. Yeah. You know what 100%. I'm saying? Like, so That's real. So if you give a million dollars to a 20-year-old kid, he's going to act out his 17-year-old fantasies. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But if you give a million dollars to a 27-year-old person, he might act out his 24-year-old fantasies. Yeah. But those 24-year-old fantasies are a little bit more 
accurate to what yeah. he actually needs in life. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's like they're a little bit more developed of a thought process. Yep. Like just like your car insurance, they charge you less when you turn 25. Yep. Because <laughs> your brain is yeah. literally a bit more developed. Yeah, yeah. So to put a think about it, how many adults do we know who never make a million dollars or never make Majority. two million dollars? At 50 years old, they've never made a million dollars, right? Yep. So you have grown ass adults who aren't in these situations. You're trying to give millions of dollars, contracts, attorneys, business managers, did all this shit to this kid who's 18 months out of high school. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So it's like you put a child in a grown man's seat and expect him to know what to do. Yeah. So some so for a lot of people, college could help them totally acquire mature. the skills they need. And something I've been thinking about recently too, it's like now looking back, the skill that I got in college that I that I can apply and use is I picked up I went to uh, Morehouse and I did CTEMs. It's cinema, television, and okay. entertainment media. And um, the one skill that I got from there is that I know how to write movies. I can okay. I write full blown screenplays. Yeah. Full blown ninety minute movies, feature films, ninety minute, okay. one hundred twenty minute. I can write TV. I can write twenty minute TV or sixty yep. minute TV like Breaking Bad yep. or twenty minute TV like Fresh Prince of Bel Air. I can do. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah. I picked up real skills because for me it was like. I hated it at first. They had no majors I wanted to study. I was like, yep. I already know what I, I already knew what I wanted to do. Yeah. So for me, college was like a burden because I already knew what I wanted. You know yep. what I'm saying? I already yep. knew I wanted to do music. So I was already like, no, nah, I don't need to do it. I already knew what I wanted to do. But I did it because it was like, you're already here. You might as well learn something yep. that you could use in your field. Totally. And, and, and um, after music, I do want to go into film. I do want to go into producing yep. TV shows, producing movies, writing movies, yep. potentially acting and directing. Totally. I, I direct music videos already, so it's like... Totally. So, for me, I picked up something that I actually am going to apply in my mm. life and something that I already apply in my life. Yeah. So, I would say if you're going to go to college, make sure it makes sense in your path. Yep. Make sure it makes sense for the goal you're trying to accomplish. Yep. And it's a win-win. And that's so tight. And I kind of picked up on a couple of things. It's, you know, you, you make music yourself, you do the production, and you, you have all these different talents involved with technology. No, I, which, I don't make beats. Okay. Oh, I'm saying like production-wise, like oh, okay, in yeah, terms yeah. of like the screen, the, the writing and like yeah, orchestrating them. Yeah, like yeah, you have all these different focuses. And I think it's super important because, you know, there's, there's always that saying, um, master of all trades or a jack of all trades master of none right yeah, but yeah, yeah. you've figured out how to condense where you're spending your time whether that's music or helping create music videos or getting involved in technology and all these different fields what where do you believe that comes from of you know that there's other things that you can conquer and get involved with where that where does that mindset come from but most importantly like what in, on a day-to-day basis where are you spending your time and how do you figure out how to allocate that well my entire focus is music right now that's okay. that's been my entire focus for like 10 years. Yep. I was, I was never f- really given my full time into anything else. And that's okay. the reason why if you type in my name, you're only going to see music. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. not going to see a bunch of short films yep. with low budgets that I tried. You'll see a bunch of sh- low budget music videos because I was getting, I was working with what I could. I had a yeah. camera just like these, you know, I had a 60D camera, thousand yep. dollar camera. And you type in my name, you'll see 30 plus music videos that look like they cost $500 at best to make, you know? And then you'll see a lot of stuff that I did for other artists as well. So I I was uh, always totally focused on this, but I think you're also asking like, where do you get the mindset to do two things or three things? Yeah, you understand the importance of like diversification of time and energy and passions and all that sort of stuff. Growing up, I played sports, like I said, you know? And being good, I was good at basketball and football. So being good at two things, I always knew, oh, I could do two things. Even though they're not in the same season, I knew that 
I could be good at two things. Totally. And I was good at school too. So it's like, I could be good at a lot of totally. shit. You know what I'm saying? It's For like, sure. no, yeah, it's like, you don't, that's like, tight. you can be a master of one, but still be good at other things. Yeah. Like, Childish Gambino is a great artist, but he's also a great actor. Yep. He's also a great director. Screen, you know what totally, I'm saying? So totally. God bless us, man. We could do a lot of yeah. things. And if, if, we, if we don't trap ourselves with these titles yep. of I'm a this, I'm a that, like every time you kind of put a title on yourself, you limit your capabilities. Yep. It's totally. like I don't, I don't call myself a director, but I have videos I've directed that have over 100 million views. Yep. And as a director, I have 150 million plus views. Yeah. I don't try to put labels on myself because... Then you, st- when I, there's a time where I was doing that. And then yeah. you realize, oh, it's just not, it's whack, yeah, bro. That makes, just no, do makes everything. Sense. God bless us. We're able, bro. We're healthy yeah, bodied. Totally. We got all our limbs. Totally. We, could do, we got brains to think with. We could do so much yeah, shit, bro. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I want to talk about something regarding just social media. You know, that's how we connected. That's how a lot of music is out there. And social yeah. media is the fuel behind the fire, right? Social media so is great. what has been the experience and I would say the impact of social media for you as well as the whole Diamond team because I'm sure that's been a major catalyst in everything moving forward. Oh, social media is everything. My career is completely built on social media. Same for us. Like, without social media, you probably can't blow up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like you need that connectivity to everybody around you and everybody who's not around you too all across the world. So social media is everything. I love social media. I would say... With social media nowadays, when you're, because I'm sure you brought up regarding MySpace and all these different forums, like looking up to 2019, about to be 2020, if there's an, exp- an aspiring artist out there, like where do you believe they should be spending their time when it comes to social? Because you have the experience of, you know, having hits with ma- millions and millions of views and you've utilized social media to do so. So if you're speaking to a young artist, yeah. where would you recommend they spend their time if they're just starting to make music now, moving into 2020? The studio. I would say spend your time in the studio first. Make sure your songs are great. You know, trying to sell. That's one thing that a lot of artists do is a lot of times we're so focused on the fruits of our labor that we forget the labor. It's like, first, make sure your product is great. The best best way to sell something is sell some shit people want. If your song is phenomenal, then it's great. So I would say artists need to first master their craft. That's step one. Step one is put in that 10,000 hours, master your craft, so what you're trying to take around the world and show people is actually dope. Yeah. It's going to take you way longer if you're trying to sell or show people mediocre shit. Yeah. You could have the whole world at your doorstep. If it's not good, it's not yep. engaging. So yep. you first have to have a great product. So totally. I would tell artists, before social media step two, before you even get to social media, get your craft together. Yeah. Make the songs as good as they can be. So that way, when you're hitting people up and trying to send them your stuff, you have a higher retention rate. Yeah. It's not like I mean, no, master I'm trying to fucking push around the first thing yeah, yeah. and people are just like, yo, don't talk. Like, then nope. when you come back next week, they're not going to be as interested to totally. hear what you're saying because you sent them some whack shit yeah, the week before yeah. and I don't have time to check like, it out. Like first impressions, you know, you want to make sure you want to make sure that you're, you're, you have a great song or something yeah. that you believe is great at that yeah, mo- yeah. moment and grow with it and before you even take that first step into social, master your craft. That's yeah. good advice, man. Get your, get, just get the product right and then when you do go into social, I think it'll just make it easier. So, what do you believe makes a great song as an artist? I think yeah. I'm sure every artist has their own say to it, but I'm I'm curious. Like, what do you believe makes a great song based on your experiences? Um, I would say the chorus has to be dope. Okay. And 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 I, honestly, no, I'll take that back. I, I wanted to say that's what it has to be because there's some great songs that don't have choruses. Yeah, yeah. They're just free verse the whole way. Yep. So, um, I don't. I would say just the music has to sound really good. 
you know, I don't think there's any great songs that I like where I think the beats and the music is yeah, well. So yeah. the music has to be really good. The uh, the person who's delivering has to be uh, believable. Okay. I think that like people can tell authentic is the word I'm looking for. Okay. I, I believe people authentic can, in their music. Yeah, I believe authenticity is something people can smell real fast. I got and, you. Um, artistic intention. When when when, yeah. when people hear there's certain songs that I hear and it's like, oh, yeah, smells like. Smells like commercial. Smells like capitalism. You know yeah, saying? yeah. It's like you 100%. can just tell he's trying to sell something. Yeah, no, I know that, that's cool that you bring you know that up because I, I know just from following you as well as Russ, like you guys truly stand behind. You know, like the, that ten thousand hour mentality, like yeah, the consistency yeah. game. You know, and I know there's this whole, especially in the music business, where it's like people will come up, make a song, be great, and then you don't hear from them for yeah, years. You and like them. you as you as someone that's been in the game for a decade, as well as Russ, like you, you guys both embody consistency. Yeah. And uh, I, I think that it goes to, into every area of your life, right? So what would you say, like, cause there's, that's the truth, right? If there's, there's pumps and dumps, right? But if Absolutely. you, if you stay along the path and you're taking one step every single day, like that is what gets you to where you want to be. And you're, you're just, a testament of that, right? Yeah, yeah. So looking back across that whole 10,000 hour mentality, what would you say, between yourself and artists out there, like you've surrounded yourself with, with some great people. What would you recommend to a young person that has no connections, no relationships, and they're, they're looking to get themselves out there? Maybe they believe they have a great, a great product, a great song, and they, yeah. they, they believe it's time for them to get out there. Like, what do you tell that young person? Step one, buy a studio. Okay. Get a studio. And that may sound intimidating because of what I thought that meant yeah. when I first started. I thought I had to have three hundred thousand dollar Quincy Jones speakers yeah, and mix, yeah. all this mixing boards and all this no. Just get you a fucking MacBook laptop, a five hundred dollar microphone, yeah. a five hundred dollar pop for like three thousand dollars, you can literally have a recording studio in your house. Yeah. So um if you don't have that money, get a job and save up. Yep. If you can't do that, find some family members, people who believe in you, yep. start a GoFundMe, do whatever you have to do. Yeah. Get a studio. When you get that studio Put it, put it in, put it in your house or wherever you live, because yep. what it'll do is that you'll save yourself so much money, right? Like th you can go to a studio right now. We're in LA right now, yep. right? You can go to a studio anywhere out here, and they're gonna charge you two fifty an hour. Yep. If you're gonna go work on an album, you're gonna spend more than three thousand dollars. Yeah. And you'll spend ten k of just recording the album. Yeah. With that same ten k, you could have bought a studio that now you can record anywhere. unlimited albums. Part of the reasons why. I have so much material out there and Russ has so much material out there is that we always owned our studio. Yep. So we were able to we were able to develop our craft and develop as artists because we owned that process. We didn't have to pay two hundred bucks every hour. Yeah. There's times where I sit listening to a beat for four hours. That would have cost me eight hundred bucks at a yeah. studio. You know what I'm saying? Totally. And then it takes another two hours to actually record the song. Yep. So we would have spent fifteen hundred tonight. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But totally. if you if you buy yourself a studio and you have it in your house, you just get to work on it unlimited. You could wake up at three in the morning and work till nine a.m. Yep. Pass out, go do what you have to do in the day. Come back at six. Work work from six p.m. to three. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can put in. You you can get those ten thousand hours. Totally. Because think about trying to get ten thousand hours in at two hundred bucks an hour. Yep. No, no, that's, you know that, that's the truth. Yeah. Like, utilizing like the you can do whatever. I know like you guys have that thing, right? It's like owning it all and having the record label. You, you yeah. use those things that you don't have to rely on other people, people. but you rely on yourself. Yeah. That's and, yourself. and if you think about it, it's like the kid who has. It's like a basket. A like kid who only gets shots in during practice is not going to get as good so as true. the kid who shoots in his driveway before practice, shoots with you during practice, and then shoots in his driveway again after practice. Yeah, 
he has a one up on you because he has a goal in his house. Yep. So while you're while you're going to bed because you don't have a basketball goal, he just got an extra thousand jump shots in. Yeah. And then if you when when you're training like that, after X amount of time passes, you would have put in so much more time. Yeah. This it compounds. This, this it's, it compounds. This kid who's only practicing during basketball yeah. practice cannot keep up. Yep, that makes so you've, much sense. You've done more work this month than he's going to get in all year. Yeah. You put in more jump shots this month than he's going to get all yeah. year. Yeah, that makes sense. That's, yeah. that's the truth. So own a studio is what I'll tell you. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Own a studio, yeah. for sure. So uh, regarding just music in a nutshell, where do you believe just moving forward? Like, There's so many like marketing strategies of the, the right thing to do, but I, I would say just from a business perspective in music, what would yeah. you say is the number one thing you'd tell people to look out for? Because I think there's also the conception of like, everyone's like, oh, the music business, it's a hard business and there's there's sketchiness to it and there's there's sharks in there, which is the truth for every business. Yeah. But what would you say as a musician, if you, what would you tell a young artist that's like to look out for when getting into music? Is it record labels? Is it this? Is it that? Oh, just, you mean like give us, a hazard to look out yeah, for? Yeah, well, hazards about the industry. What would like, because you've been in the game, you've had 10 years experience, you yeah. know what it's like to, you know, to, to move around and look out for the, the landmines right yeah. so what would you tell more so an expiring artist or anyone who's looking to start a business or get into what they are truly passionate about yeah. what would you tell them to look out for I would tell them to avoid the like the 360 and when I say the 360 I mean not only with the record label because what what happens is your business team might make you feel like oh you got a good record deal you didn't sign a 360 yeah. but then they're taking commission from you Yeah. so it's like you might dodge the 360 in the industry, but your own team is 360ing you. Yeah. You know, if you're paying out 40% in commissions um, because you're giving 20% to a manager, uh, 5% to a, a business manager, 5% to an attorney, 10% to a booking yeah. agent. If you're paying 40% out of your own income, you're getting 360 on your money. Fuck yeah. your record deal. Yeah. Your money's getting 360 Every yeah. $100 you make, you pay 40 bucks off in commissions before you even go pay taxes. Yeah. So every hundred bucks you make, you're walking away with thirty dollars. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So it's better to. I would tell artists to set their because every artist is a company. Yeah. So set your company up the way other companies really run. Yep. You're you're not gonna find the attorney for Apple making five percent of Apple's income. Yeah. So your attorney should not be making five percent of your income. Apple pays their attorneys retainers yep. or salaries. You know what I'm saying? It's like totally. All of only in the music business are attorneys taking commissions off. That makes people. sense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But if you go look at any other industry, the attorney's not making a commission of the business. Uh, I think that's a good. A company like know. Apple has a bunch of attorneys. Yeah. They're not making five percent of Apple's billion dollars at the end of the year. Yeah. Then if, if you get five percent of Apple's, if you get five percent of one year of Apple's money, yeah. you're making more money than Steve Jobs. Yeah. And you're making more money than Tim Cook. You know what yeah. I'm saying? The CEO. So it's like, they're not giving. Uh, no other industry is giving attorneys percentages like that yeah it's only in the music so you'd, business you'd recommend people to watch out for that put your for put sure. attorneys on hourly hourly pay if they work x amount of hours you pay them per hour put people on run it like a business yeah. don't don't get fucked that's yeah. what i would say i would that's say because you, you guys live and breathe like independence you know and yeah. that's something that i i've always gravitated towards you know having that control having that access so that's yeah. good, that's good information for anyone think about it's sure. like okay if you're if you're paying 20 percent to somebody and you do $10 million in business that year. Yeah. That's what? 10% of 10 million? Yeah. No, 20% of 10 million is what? 2 uh, million? I'm not the best in math. Guys. No, it's 2 million, right? Oh, yeah, 2 million. Boom. You paid $2 million, but if you would have had that same person on, let's say, 
a fifteen thousand dollar a month yeah salary. Fifteen thousand times twelve is what? hundred hundred and eighty thousand, I think. We'll go it's with 50, it. Yeah, it's like hundred and eighty thousand, <laughs> yeah. something like that, right? You could have paid someone hundred and eighty totally. grand this year, or you could have paid them two million. Yeah. And that's based on the structure of your business. Yeah. So if you agree, you like if you agree and sign a contract that says I'll give you twenty percent. You can't blame them for wanting their two million at the end of the year because yeah. of how you structured your relationship. Yeah, the deal. So your deal was structured in a way that's gonna fuck you in the end. Yep. You could have just said, okay, look, I'll give you twenty thousand dollars a month. Yep. Flat salary, over the course of a year, that's two hundred and forty thousand. Yep. Or I, or if you if you would have said, I give you twenty percent of my ten million, yeah. you just lost out. You paid him ten times. You yeah, paid him $2 yeah. Million. So watch, make sure you structure the deals Stru- properly yeah. and watch out for three sixties. And see what happens advice. is that artists get signed so early in their careers, and artists get these people around them so early when they're not making any money. Yeah. And these percentages don't sound like bad situations because yeah. um, no money's coming in. Yeah. But let three million dollars come in and realize that twenty percent of it has to dip. Yeah. Then you're like, wow. Yeah, that makes sense. That's that's some real advice. Absolutely. That's what's up, man. So really, I, I have like two more questions, man. Just regarding your outlook on life with your family, with the relationships in your life. Like, how has it been growing up with a support system? I know Amara, your brother, he travels everywhere with you. He's the manager, and you, you've always you've you found a way to incorporate family and like the really close people that matter into yeah. what you're doing as along your career. Yeah. So, what's been that relationship with like with you and your brother, and just the people closest to you in terms of your success in music? Yeah, well, I've been blessed because a lot of people, um, a lot of people, aren't blessed with family that they can trust. Some people have family members they can't trust. You know, yeah. Some people have family members that they can't have involved in their business. Yep. So I've been blessed that I have a brother who we're only three years apart, so we're into yep. the same things. He, we're all we have the same passions, and he totally gets everything I'm trying to do. That's so. Tight. And then it's like, who has, who really has your back more? And then, and then we, that's why artists. Always do your research. Know about the things you're getting into. Yeah. If you look at a lot of the biggest artists, who's been their managers? Their parents. Beyonce's mom and dad were her manager for wow. the first 10 years of her career. Um, Usher's mom was his manager for Interesting. Ex- uh, extended. Because think about it. Who yeah. has your back in yeah. life more than your mother yeah. and your dad yeah. and your brother? Not this guy you just met now yeah. that you make money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Who really is going to have your back in life? Your best interest in life. Your mom and dad and siblings will look after you in a way that no one else will. Yeah. You know, because that makes sense. they've loved you when you weren't shit. And when you become something, they'll love you the same. Yeah. Not, that's so tight. So for it's me, super cool to see, though, how it's, yeah, you know, know what I'm saying? it's like, built in there. You, you, can, you can look at so many artists. They're called, the music industry calls them momagers. You know? Okay. So many artists are managed by their mom. You know Waka Flocka? Yeah. He was managed by his mom. Okay. His mom is very influential. She helped break Nicki Minaj, Waka Flocka, different people. Yeah. So it's like your um, your family has your back in a way like totally. no other. You know what I'm uh, saying? Got so it. I, w- I would say if, you have, if you're blessed enough to have that, that's what I did. My brother knows everything I'm into and he, he's that's into tight. the same thing. So that's it worked cool. out perfectly for me. That's sick. So really, last question is really wrap it up. Like, Regarding the future and looking towards Bugus in five, ten years, what, what do you, what do you say looking forward? Like, where's your ambitions? What is, what do you want to grow to see and conquer? Because I think it's really important that we all, everyone has goals, but I'd love to hear, just for for the people watching, like Bugus moving forward. What should people watch out for? Any albums coming soon? What should yeah. they know moving forward yeah. in, in your career? So okay. when we look back at this in this, 22 years, okay. we see this interview in 2019. Perfect. Okay, a lot of new music hits. Big songs, um, albums, absolutely. Hit albums, hit songs, um, movies, books, um, 
uh, movies, books, technology. I'm working on some technology right now. I don't want to say anything about it just yet. Yeah, absolutely. When, when, it, when it comes out, we'll, we can do this again. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about <laughs> it again, yeah. But uh, technology, um, more amazing music, movies, um, clothes, retail stores. Yeah. Um, just an empire. Ten years from now, there will be a full-blown empire built. That's amazing. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's the long game that I play for. You yeah, know? totally. It's like I don't care about... Um, like short-term wins, long-term yeah, I don't success. Care about, I have a long-term plan, you know. Yeah. And and um and uh, I always say I always say the things that if you look at the greatest things that are accomplished, they're accomplished because of extremely strong motives. Yeah. You know, you have to have a you have to have a really strong reason you do what you do. If you look mm-hmm. at the Taj Mahal, it took him 20 years to build the Taj Mahal, but he built it because it was in memory of his wife. Mm-hmm. So he took this time to build this amazing thing. If you look at the Great Wall of China, yep. the Great Wall of China was built over de- over decades and decades yeah. because they, they kept on getting invaded, and yeah, block out different points. You had to block out everyone else, and then the guy, and then every generation felt like a genetic obligation. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Totally. Every gen, they the felt like an ancestral. Nah, we got to do this because they're gonna come. You know what I'm saying? There yeah, was a yeah. real strong motive. So, um, for me, I want to have something I can give my kids. I don't have any kids yet. But when I grow up, I want, when, when I grow up, when my kids grow yeah, up yeah. in my uh, 25 years from now, when I have a son that's 18, 19 or something, yeah. I want to, I want to be able to be like, yo, here's this in this, you can walk right in. Yeah. I, want, I want my, I want my, if I have a daughter, cause I'm, I know I'm going to have creative kids. If I have a daughter that wants to write, I want her first books to be able to be in Barnes and Noble. Yeah. You know, I, I want to have, access. I want to have an empire that they can walk in understand and I can hand it to them yeah you know so that's amazing man I, to me it's not about building other people's companies it's yeah, about yeah. building your own shit yeah like 100%. It, it may take you a long time but in 20 years you'll be glad that you have something no, to I, give down totally. it's like I don't want to go help other people build them name they are they, yep. they have so they have <laughs> yeah. 100 year head starts yeah all types of funding and shit it's yeah. like no we got to start from scratch and build our shit up yeah we started from zero everything yep. so we're, that's my goal my goal is to have an empire that I can give to the next generation yep. of my lineage at some point. I love it, man. And yeah. you said the test of time in terms of the 10 years, like you you, have, you really truly believe and preach, but live that 10,000 hour mentality, Absolutely. man. So, I mean, just to really wrap it up, man, I just want to say thank Hell you yeah, again thank for coming you, for on, sure. man. Because it's, it's super cool to just see, you know, I, he Bugus was on the podcast almost two years ago when yeah. I originally started it and to see it to come full circle and hear yeah, about yeah. your journey in person and for the people watching to, to hear more about what's happening now. Yeah. So I just want to say thank you so much, Expect man. Expect a lot of new music. Yep. New music is coming up. For sure. Top and of 2020. We're going crazy. Yep. And then last thing, what's the best place people can follow you at? I know we're talking about Instagram. TikTok. TikTok. He's on TikTok. That's about to get I'm on rolling. TikTok now for sure. But uh, where's the best people that people can find more about your music as well as follow you? Yeah, Instagram at b u g u s at bugus. Got it. Yeah, Instagram and then Twitter, bugus diamond at b u g u s d i e m o n. Got it. Yeah. Well, that being said, everyone, I want to say bugus. Thanks so much for coming on the show. No everyone watching, make sure you subscribe to the podcast, and I'll talk to you guys soon.